walking with Jesus, serving with love, and sharing with courage. Welcome to the PCOM Podcast. Hello, everybody. This is Jeff Given. Honored uh, to once again be with you where, wherever it is you are listening to this and, and whenever it is you are listening to this. I uh, was supposed to have my episode posted last week, last Tuesday. Um, I, I do the episodes the first Tuesday of each month. And I just forgot I just forgot to finish um, my my episode and and to post that in time. Um, there was a lot going on, and uh, I felt like it was bound to happen at some point. Um, but man, it, g- it gave me that feeling of of like sleeping in through a a really important final in in college, or or you know missing the deadline for a huge term paper. Um, it was it was a bummer to realize wow i just completely missed it uh so you know how's that for a for a good uh, humbling lesson uh, again that that i cannot always do things as well as i i think i should or or as well as as that critical voice in my head tells me that i i have to um so here we are one week later and uh the world's still spinning and and I think we'll be okay. Uh, so thank you to Courtney for for being able to um, to add an episode for last week to fill in for me. Uh, let's get going. I I want to talk about some movies today, and and specifically movies um, viewed in a movie theater. I had I had not uh, gone to see a movie in a movie theater for a very long time. Um, obviously due to uh, a global pandemic and, and things being shut down. Uh, and then even once movie theaters opened, we had our, our second kid, Elton, and, and life was very full. Uh, and, and I just also didn't really feel comfortable yet being in a theater for, for a bit of time. So uh, the, the very first movie that I went and saw back in a theater, uh, went to a um, kind of a cool really old um, classic theater in Los Angeles near near UCLA. And uh, it was a very empty theater, but this was a, a new release and the latest movie from uh, the director, Paul Thomas Anderson. And so my, my friend Bill and I went up and, you know, this was a time they're still requiring masks in the theater, requiring uh, vaccination cards even. Um, but, you know, big theater, not too many people, felt very comfortable and... And it was just such a delight. Um, there was something so special about being back in that environment, uh, and in a way that just felt felt really comfortable and natural, and and exciting to to see this this new movie that I, I knew very little about. Um, and it it was it was uh, just this really enjoyable breezy summer flick, even though this wasn't summertime. Um, and I don't want to spoil anything about the movie. Uh, again, it's called Licorice Pizza. And it takes place in the 70s in, in the Valley of Los Angeles. And it's sort of a, a bit of a recreation of, of the director's childhood. Uh, they, they filmed the entire movie uh, 
in a pod of people that were committed to not exposing themselves, to not traveling, to not sort of going anywhere, interacting with anybody outside this pod. And so because of that, a lot of the actors in the film are family members. So Paul Thomas Anderson had his his kids act in the movie and his wife is Maya Rudolph, uh, the former SNL cast star. Uh, and then a couple of young actors who... Uh, were sort of friends of the family, and this was their very uh, first uh, job acting in a film, and they are the the stars of the movie. So, just a just a pretty incredible um, thing to get to get to uh, participate in, and um, yeah. So that was that was my first experience back at the theater. The second movie that I saw, very different, very different movie, was Top Gun Maverick, and the the soundtrack or the, the rather the score alone the music was was worth the ticket price i i had no idea they were going to pay such an an homage to the original top gun which i absolutely loved as a kid and as an adult uh but you know i love me some some danger zone some kenny loggins but really the key was the opening credits, when that main theme was was recreated on the foggy deck of the giant aircraft carrier, the jets are warming up, all the crew are out there with flags, pulling these chains out across the deck, and you just hear... I was on fire, just ready for wherever this thing was going to take me. That movie just knocked me out. It was such a thrill ride. Uh, we saw it, saw it with actually that same friend with Bill. Uh, this was you know uh, later on when that movie was released, and uh, we saw it in a theater in a, with Dolby Atmos sound, so it had this really just heart-thumping incredibly clear and and very loud sound and you just felt like you were in the cockpit of those fighter jets just flying around pulling pulling 10 g's i I don't know what any of that means but i know it looks intense and it sort of makes your face look like it's melting Um, so that that was quite a thrill ride and and actually there's a there's a scene in top gun maverick that has nothing to do with flying Uh, there's a a just a really short but really beautiful sailing scene. Uh, he and and uh, Jennifer Connelly is the actor that plays the romantic interest in the film, and the two of them are out on this really incredible yacht, uh, sailing at at what looks like high speeds and in big winds. Uh, and I I want to say a little more about that uh, later on in the episode. Um, so we'll, we're going to talk about Top Gun Maverick and not say anything about fighter jets or planes or um, aircraft carriers. And then the, the two uh, final movies that I have seen um, much more recently in back in the movie theaters. The first was Wakanda Forever. That's the sequel to the Black Panther movie that, that Ryan Coogler directed, um, which, which famously starred Chadwick Boseman. And, and the actor Chadwick Boseman 
uh, sadly died in 2020. Uh, he played uh, the lead role, King T'Challa, the Black Panther, uh, and, and this sequel had been entirely written uh, still featuring this character and this actor who, who really carries uh, the, the franchise. And so there was a lot of obvious uh, sort of changes that had to be made. And, but but what, what came from that uh, was really something, uh, something magical and something beautiful. And the filmmakers had to account for uh, this loss, the loss of the actor, the loss of this character, uh, and they did so by uh, trying to both honor uh, the character, but also honor the man that that embodied that character, and and they did so by by having the character of King T'Challa uh, die in the film, and and then allow the characters allow allow the surrounding community to to grieve and mourn that loss, but also then to to celebrate uh, the life and to, to celebrate the character and, and everything that, uh, that he brought into that world. And so near the opening of the movie, we are invited into this spectacular funeral scene that, that opens the film and there's music from, uh, from various cultures and countries all throughout the continent of Africa and, and dance and clothing and, um, and, headdresses that, that sort of represent a whole uh, different mix of, of all these different African cultures. And, it, and it's just so uh, beautifully displayed and, and uh, people from those areas are so beautifully represented in this, in this celebration of life uh, that this funeral kind of presents. The, the most recent movie then that I have seen was Creed III, uh, so Michael B. Jordan is the star of the, the Creed franchise, and that's a sort of a, an addition to the Rocky franchise. Rocky is the kind of the original boxing franchise, of course, the Sylvester Stallone uh, created and, and has starred in. And then Creed is sort of a, um, a next generation of the, the Rocky story. So this latest installment of the, the Creed uh, franchise, I, I think I'll, I'll save and talk about a bit more uh, when I'm with you next month. And the next time I'm with you in April will be during Holy Week. And, and so we'll talk about boxing and, and violence and nonviolence. And, and maybe I'll tell a story about when as a third grader, I was punched in the face by another third grader but we'll, we'll save that for, for the next episode. But for, for today, to continue, uh, yes, we'll talk a little bit more about Top Gun Maverick and that sailing scene, uh, but what made me think about that sailing scene was uh, a, a scripture passage that we read in the Awake Surface recently. Uh, this was from John chapter 3, verse 8. And uh, we, we read the context around this particular passage it had to do with Jesus speaking to Nicodemus, to this, to this academic, to this intellectual. And uh, as, as Pastor Daryl mentioned, G Jesus was trying to sort of get around Nicodemus's defenses of his intellectualism, of his, uh, his smarts. Um, Jesus was trying to sort of point out 
the ways that uh, there, there might be something more than, than just what Nicodemus was able to sort of puzzle and, and figure out uh, in, a, in a logical way. Anyway, the passage that, that uh, came to mind was, was this from, from John 3, verse 8. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. So, so this is Jesus, in a way, giving, uh, giving an image for what what the Spirit of God looks like, and and if you think that that God's Spirit, that that the idea of God that our sense of God can be pinned down. Boy, Jesus has this image for us. If we think we've got it all figured out, the wind blows wherever it pleases. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear it sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is even going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. So back to our Top Gun sailing scene. The way that this scene is shot, so it's Tom Cruise and Jennifer Connelly. They're out on a yacht together. They're sailing at in what looks to be incredibly high speeds in in big winds and and around some big waves. And the, the whole of the boat is sort of lifting way up to one side and way up to the other. Like they are sailing this thing. And I watched I watched this again. I watched the movie again and especially this scene because I don't see any actual crew on the boat besides the two of them. If it's just those two actors on this boat, there is some incredible movie magic happening. Anyway, I was just blown away by that. And uh, the bottom line is sailing is hard. Sailing is not easy and sailing requires a understanding of the wind but even more than that it requires just an acceptance of the wind and awareness and acknowledgement of the wind and a, a humility towards the wind that the wind will blow wherever it pleases I'm fortunate that my dad is a, is an experienced sailor. He has his captain's license, and and my brother is also a very uh, experienced, talented, knowledgeable sailor. And so I've been able to be out on a boat. Uh, the ocean is not my favorite place to be, but if I'm out there, I feel secure in the hands of of my dad and my brother. Uh, and I've been able to learn a little bit along the way of what, what sailing requires. And so here, a, a couple terms, just a couple terms that will maybe help paint a picture of our how we, how we move with the wind or against the wind. So here we go. When we are sailing with the wind, when the wind is behind us pushing us forward, the term for that is running. We are running with the wind. When the opposite is happening, the wind is coming 
coming towards us from our bow, that means we are heading, we are heading into the wind. So we can still move forward, but we have to sort of channel that energy in a different way. Two more terms. So we have our, our main sail, and the main sail is attached to a boom. The boom is that sort of horizontal metal arm that carries the main sail, and that can then swing from left to right, from, from port side to starboard side. <laughs> Getting my term still. Uh, and so there are two ways that that, that that happens. So the first way is if the wind is is coming and changing directions from the bow, from our the front of the boat, uh, so the wind's coming towards us from the front and shifting directions, when we move that sail from one side to the other, that's called coming about or, or tacking. And uh, that's sort of the, the smooth way to swing, uh, to swing that boom around. The other way, the, uh, when the wind is coming from our stern and changing directions, so when our stern is, is what's sort of shifting uh, to make, make up for the, the change in direction in the wind, when we swing that boom from one side to the other, in that scenario, that's called jibing. So when we jibe, it's a much more precarious situation. In, in this scenario, uh, it can really, the wind can sort of catch and whip the mainsail, causing that boom to fly from one side of the boat to the other, which of course then poses the risk of potentially knocking someone overboard, which, you know, we don't want that. Um, so I, I illustrate this just to to give us a sense of the wind can, of course, come from all directions, from all different speeds. And uh, but when you're on a sailboat, you're you have a direction you're going in. So you're still the wind isn't causing you to completely just, you know, throw up your hands and say, well, I guess we're not going to sail today or. Uh, I guess we're just going to go somewhere else. No, you, you still have a goal in mind. You still have a direction that you're heading. Um, but the way that you you work with the wind uh, sort of then changes your, your whole operation. Um, so you're not, you're not ignoring the wind. You're not denying the wind. You're not fighting against it. Um, no matter what the wind is doing, you're accepting it. You're allowing it to do what it what it will do, uh, and then you're working with it. You're you're partnering with the wind to continue moving in a forward direction. Or, of course, you you don't have to do this as a as a sailor, or you know, as a person. You could choose to resist the wind. You could resist the wind. You could ignore the wind or or pretend like the wind is is just not there you can push back against uh her or or work against it or you can or you can work with it you can be opened to the flow and you can use it and let it guide you and let it move you and stir you and 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 maybe you let it take you up to seven knots and and really 
get you flying along the water. Or, or you could, we could just motor. We could just drop the sails and kick on the motor. I have a suspicion that that boat in, in Top Gun Maverick, they were sailing, might have had a secret motor that was moving them along. Um, I don't know. But you could drop the sails. You could just you could just choose to motor. Just deny the wind. Look away from the wind. Ignore the wind altogether. Just just motor and putter along. We could do that. But eventually, when we're motoring and we're using that engine, we're gonna run out of fuel. And all the while, we could have been relying on the, the unexpected but, but unlimited, unending source of energy. Unpredictable as it may be, uh, we could have trusted the wind, trusted the spirit, trusted the source, the flow, we could have been open to, to whatever new thing that the Spirit might do in order to, to move us forward or, or to carry us home. Man, I, I like a sailing metaphor. <laughs> this is fun stuff. Uh, you know, Jesus... Jesus was really on to something with all of his talk about boats and fishing and and wind too. The wind blows wherever it pleases. Will we ignore it? Will we fight against it? Or will we notice it? Acknowledge it, breathe it in, move with it, enjoy it, and be open to wherever it goes. That's what I'm here for. Will you join me in that? Will you join me in being open and grateful for wherever the Spirit might take us. Go in peace.